Hello, everybody. Hello. Just me. Just you. Okay, how are you doing today? I'm, yeah, grand. Having a grand old time. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm glad you're having a grand old time because we're coming in with our second episode of this recording session. Woo! This was recorded the same time as last week, but not the same time, obviously, because uh, it was after. But, you know, it works out. It checks out. Mm. Um, this is Tunabut. You know, you love, we appreciate. <laughs> I like that starting. This is Tunabut. You know, you love, you appreciate. <laughs> Today, we are sponsored by... I actually did not think of one in that entire time. Uh, I, you mean you didn't get an email? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get an email. However, I now just did get an email. Oh, did you? Yeah. Hold on. It's the incredible Captain Thor, man. The incredible Captain Thor, man? The, the incredible Captain Thor, man. He gave us a wee, a wee blip there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't help but wonder where you got this uh, sponsor from. And what do they sell? <laughs> the incredible Captain Thor, man. Mm-hmm. He's a new superhero, right? Because he 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 was out, he was fighting crime. No one was paying any. He's attention. gay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no one was paying any attention to him. No, not the incredible Captain Thor, man. Yeah, and he realised it was because of his name, right? Um... His original name was the the crime fighting caper because he had a cape. That that was his that was his shtick. Naturally. Um. But, you know, no one really took any notice. He punched a few bad guys, got some handbags back from old ladies. Um, back from old ladies? Yeah, back from old ladies. They're fucking rife right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can swear in this episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, and he, he, he caught on. He knew what it was. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Incredible Hulk. They had cool names. Yes. So what he thought was the best option was to amalgamate all those names together and put himself as the Incredible Captain Thorman. Yeah, of course. Uh, but he also realised that some of this issues that he was having was also down to his PR, so that's why he reached out to us. Well, naturally, if you need a better PR than the one you've got, us, us too, and potentially Jim, if he bothers to show up. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's no longer in Fife. No, where's he got to this time? Uh, well, he, he was trying to travel down to Nottingham. Mm-hmm. Right, but what happened on the way? He gave me a call, letting me know this uh, like earlier today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after he'd been in Fife, uh, <laughs> what a fucking mission, by the way, going from Fife to almost Nottingham in twenty forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was he got to was opposite of not is yeah why not Isingham? He got to Isingham. Uh, and he's just like you know what it's just a bit more positive here <laughs> <laughs> so he decided to just keep the night there so today we're sponsored by <laughs> the incredible Captain Thorman yeah incredible Captain Thorman he, he's out he's out saving your babies and taking handbags from women yeah old women old women at that so before Scum. we start because that was an absolute train wreck <laughs> And I say that having just recorded the last episode. <laughs> what is your album of the week? My album of the week is John Benjamin of uh, Archer and Bob's Burgers. Yes. Uh, well, his, his full his full artist title is John Benjamin Jazz Daredevil. He released an album called Well I Should Have Asterix. 
uh, that asterisk meaning learned how to play piano. Uh, what he did was he hired a full jazz band to record a jazz album with him uh, on which he played piano uh, without learning how to play piano. And I have to say, after listening to most of half of a song, mm-hmm. it shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a hoot. Uh, if, if you think that you like jazz, try this. You'll know what real jazz is. This is this is acid-free form jazz at its finest with John Benjamin. Lovely. Mm-hmm. On with the show. Absolutely. Because we got a lot to get through today. We planned something. <laughs> we say we planned. We planned to do something. Whether or not we plan past that is up for debate. Uh, Nope, it's not up for debate. We just simply haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to tell the listeners what we're doing today? I can tell the listeners what we're doing today. But if you'd like to really know what we're doing today and get a little reminder about what we've done today when it comes out, then you should follow our socials. These are... Oh, I know. (laughs) These are on Facebook. Just search Tuna Boot. You'll find us there. We've got a colourful boot with a tuna in it as our picture. And on Instagram, it is realtuna underscore boot. Look us up, follow us, we post little things. We might post more, who knows? I certainly don't, and I'm the one loved with doing it all. (laughs) If you are listening to this just now and going, God, those boys need a break from thinking of things to do. Goodness me, they are swamped. Then, why don't you send us an email and you tell us what you'd like us to do? Now, we will take emails in any form, any language, any iteration it might be. You don't need to put Dear Tuna Boot. You can just start. Our email is mrtunaboot at gmail.com. That's M-R-T-U-N-A-B-O-O-T at the at symbol, not A-T. G-M-A-I-L dot, that's a little dot, not the word dot, C-O-M. I loved your commitment there, man. MrTunaBoot at gmail.com. You can fax us at uh, a number yet to be disclosed. Email us to get our fax number. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah. Enjoy listening to the show because today we thought, what can we do? What can we do without Jim holding us back? Which I'm more and more feeling like he does. (laughs) The more that this is just gentle riffing is going swell. (laughs) I thought, you know what me and Liam like? We like Marvel. You know what people like? People like Marvel. And you know what people might want? Because there's fucking like 40 odd Marvel things out now. Mm. They might want a solid hour and a half that they can get everything that's been done so far out of the way. So they can come and just catch up with the next one. So if you're a big fan of Taika. What's he doing? Continue. If he's a big fan of Taika, if you're a big fan of Taika and you just want to watch the Thor films, but there might be something that comes in, then you just, yeah, listen to us and you can be ready for Thor Love and for Thunder out July the 8th in a cinema near you. We're not sponsored by Thor Love and Thunder or Taika Waititi. So I am. Okay. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on with our... The Tuna Boots MCU timeline. Do, 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 do. 
And we're off. Right. Fuck me, the harmonies in that were gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> what we got at first? We have the first film of the MCU, <laughs> uh, which was Iron Man. Released the 2nd of May 2008. Off the top of my head, that. Couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Um, this one, what we're going to do, and what I'm going to make Liam do for each of these, is uh, I'm going to give him roughly a minute to tell me exactly what happened, and I'm going to pretend I've never watched them. Right, so, cool. Iron Man. how we're doing this, yeah? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so, Iron Man. I might do one, but I don't know Iron Man that well. Uh, Iron Man, over to you, Liam, for Tuna Boots' version of Iron Man. Tony Stark. He's uh, visiting the desert with his army pals, uh, and uh, he's going to be selling some weapons over there, seeing how they're doing. And then, whoa, one of his bombs comes in, blows him up. Uh, everyone gets killed apart from him. He gets captured by Al-Qaeda. Uh, they take him to a cave. They, in the cave, he's kept in this uh, sub-cave with this other guy, and they work on building an Iron Man suit off the top of his head, which is brilliant, by the way. Uh, and he makes it out all these scraps. He takes the scraps, he puts them on, he goes out, he kills a bunch of people, maybe, and then blasts off into some sand, uh, and then goes back home. And then the Al-Qaeda have the prints, they make their own Iron Man suit, they go over. Turns out, his pal from Tony Stark's uh, laboratories, because uh, Industries, that's the one, uh, is actually funding Al-Qaeda. Oh, it's the Ten Rings, it's not Al-Qaeda. They'll show up later. <laughs> um, and uh, at the end he says, I am Iron Man. Cool, that was about a minute and a half. I think you did pretty well. <laughs> Will I fill in the blanks? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, so the blanks are, you've got some characters introduced. You've got uh, Iron Man's uh, missus or his friend uh, Pepper Potts. Oh, Gwen Stefani. Yes. Um, you've got uh, the dude who plays the bad guy. The dude from Big Lebowski plays the bad guy, but he's bald. And uh, James Rhodes, as War Machine, shows up. He's an important character from later. He doesn't die yet, and that annoys me. And he's also played by a different person that plays him in later films. Terence Howard. Yeah, Terence Howard, later replaced by Don Cheadle, due to money issues. Ooh. That's something that probably will come up again. So... Iron Man, the first one. What a it's a really good standalone film that I don't it I don't know if it was intended to be more, but it definitely starts off something. Mm. And I think it sets a good tone for the first set of MCU films being quite a a new take on the superhero genre, but a steady sort of um style that yeah. they can carry on throughout. Now, I can't remember because I've not watched it in a while, but is it the end of Iron Man that the post credit scene interacts with the next film, or is it the end of the next film that it refers back? So the end of Iron Man, the post credit scene's Nick Fury, I think. Right. Nick Fury pops up and says, Ah, oh, yeah. Right, okay, so it's safe to assume that they already had a plan. Yeah, yeah, so they, they uh, but that could have been released after. They could have done the film and then done the plan at the end. Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose because uh, this and the next one would, would have been. Yeah filmed about the same time Um, you know what looking back I actually think it was a fantastic film Mm. Uh, it is very dated now Uh, just in the technology that's being used Tony Stark has a flip phone wow (laughs) on to the second film on to the second film 
Liam, I've never seen The Incredible Hulk. Give me a minute rundown of it. Right, okay, now, I, full disclosure, when we did the rewatch, we didn't watch Incredible Hulk because it wasn't available or anything. So, here's what I can remember. Bruce Banner, played by Ed Norton, uh, has irradiated blood. He turns into the Hulk. Uh, Arwen from Lord of the Rings. Her father is the head of an army. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks Incredible Hulk's going to hurt people. He's not. There's a guy at the end gets something dripped on his head. Uh, and that's pretty much all I can remember. Okay, so to fill in the blanks, the villain in The Incredible Hulk is Emil Blonsky, played by mm. Tim Roth. Fuck me, I forgot about Tim Roth, and sorry. Basically, <laughs> Apologies, what, the Hulk, guys. what the Hulk does to himself, that hero, the, the gamma radiation sort of thing, mm-hmm. Tim Roth does every time he gets injured and he gets back more and more strength and he starts to become a bit wild and then turns into the Abomination, mm. who is coming back just seen in the She-Hulk trailer. Mm-hmm. And Tim Roth's back as Tim Roth as well, which is great. Amazing. Yeah, they have a big showdown at the end and the Hulk doesn't kill him, leaves him and sort of wanders away. And <sighs> That was a good film, wasn't it? It's dated yeah. again. And it's like, it's a shame because Ed Norton's such a brilliant actor. Yeah. But I think Mark Ruffalo does a better job at mm. the Hulk just for the nuances and being in a film where it's a collaborative effort. I feel like Ed Norton's very much the sort of actor that his way or the highway sort of thing for a yeah. lot of things. But not a bad film. Uh, interesting that it's still in the MCU canon and to see how they bring back these characters going forward, which they are doing. Yeah. Um, anything else to... If you if you don't watch it, mm-hmm. you're not going to miss much. Just know that when the when Tim Roth comes back in She-Hulk, mm-hmm. you just listen to that wee minute there and you'll know yeah. who he, He's a mad bastard who wants to be strong. And the bloke with the big head's apparently a big Hulk villain that might come back at some point. Oh, yeah, what's well. his name again? The leader? The, yeah, the leader. Um, what, what a fucking cliffhanger. Did they have the same issue with um, Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds where they had... Uh, Sinestro at the yeah. end. They have the, the same problem in most DC films where they, <laughs> they plot something and then, I don't know, an actor goes and abuses people in Hawaii and gets arrested twice. <laughs> looking back at his filmography it's sad yeah Mm -hmm. it is but we'll we'll see how the flash goes Uh, (laughs) that's the flash is dc's version of basically going all the things we've tried to do we're going to condense them into one thing that we're now trying to do (laughs) and let's see what happens next film iron man 2 liam i've never seen iron man 2 have you not (laughs) no i have i've seen all of them i'm just i'm doing a bit (laughs) Uh, iron man 2 iron man happened Tony Stark is Iron Man, someone who used to work with Tony Stark and or his uh, father, um, his son is upset about how uh, his dad was treated. Uh, He then takes some designs from his dad and he turns into whiplash and he's got just big electric whips uh, and he tries to take down Iron Man on a NASCAR, uh, NASCAR racetrack. Yep. There was stuff in there with Pepper as well. Are you, is that you're stopping halfway yeah. through the movie? Uh, what? That's halfway through the movie. Yeah, because oh then... shit! Yeah, wait, whoa, 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 one second. I'm coming, I'm coming back. It's coming back to me. Right then, you got uh, Rhodes, who's now Don Cheadle, uh, and they have this massive, fucking, amazing uh, action sequence at the end where they're like shooting lasers around each other and they're stepping and there's nothing. No one's like they're not hitting each other. It's all these Iron Man suits coming in. Fucking mental. So the bits that Liam missed out there was the uh, main villain, really, of the film, who is um, Sam Rockwell, Justin Hammer, 
who oh, yeah. um, takes Tony Stark's technology, gives it to the military, creates a bunch of things, and takes Ivan Lenko, who's Whiplash, mm-hmm. who is played by Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of they create these big machines together. Turns out Mickey Rourke's been a bad badass. Mm-hmm. Put wee chips in their head so he controls them, tries to kill everyone. Uh, Tony and Rhodey come together, try and fight them all. Sam Rockwell gets arrested. Uh, we haven't seen him yet, but we might again in Armor Wars. Um, also, Black Widow shows up for the first time in Iron Man 2. Uh, <laughs> what we forgot to mention at the end of The Incredible Hulk is the post credit scene introduces Tony Stark. Uh, well, brings back Tony Stark mm-hmm. in a wee cameo with uh, William Hurt's character, mm-hmm. um, General Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. And then in Iron Man 2, the post credit scene introduces us to a hammer. What do you think of Iron Man 2? I... I actually really do like the Iron Man films as a mm-hmm. whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man Two is all right. I think that this was the there's a couple of MCU sequels that they mm. didn't get right to begin with because yeah. they tried to do something that wasn't quite working. Mm-hmm. I think that got rectified as soon as the Russos came onto the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, th- I think as well. Like a lot of Iron Man's character development happens out with his own films yeah yeah um i mean iron man 3 is different but we'll get to that yeah so iron man 2 introduces a hammer you know what i've never seen the fourth film in this in this uh, mcu have you not uh, no it's uh i'm doing a bit it's it's thor liam can you tell me what happens in the original Thor? I love, by the way, listeners, before we started this, Liam told me that he had basically a <laughs> photographic memory of the MCU films and then proceeded to think that Iron Man 2 ended after 40 minutes. So, Well, I'll, I'll, like, four beers. <laughs> That's what's happened. Look what happened after three beers. Listen to last episode. Uh, MCU film number four. It's, it's, Thor. It's, it's so fucking funny that uh, Thor sounds like four. It is good, isn't it? <laughs> so... Unfortunately, Captain America, the first Avenger, doesn't sound like five. No. So, <laughs> what happened in Thor? Give me the loaded Leodin. Right, so... Sorry for saying loaded Leodin. Uh, no, it's absolutely fine. This is just probably a callback to uh, Ned Flanders at some point. <laughs> always calling back to a Simpsons character. Go! Uh, so, Thor, honestly, this is the one where I was most bored out of the entire MCU. And this goes all the way back to when it was released. I watched half of it, fell asleep. Uh, and I only recently watched the entire thing for the first time all the way through again and I can't remember it got 30 seconds left if you want to try <laughs> to expand on that he's in a desert Agent Coulson shows up um, do you want me to do this one? yeah please cool so how long have we got? I'll start right so uh, Asgard's introduced it's like the whole thing of the nine realms that they had and Thor is there he's the son of Odin and he's going about with his pals the warriors three and Loki his brother who's a frost giant and they're having a big quarrel with the four frost giants Loki finds out he's adopted goes to the frost giants goes I want Asgard gets Thor banished uh, Odin's in a deep sleep Thor goes to Earth meets Natalie Portman they have a bit of kisses and then um, they sort of do a wee thing. Loki comes to Earth to try and kill Thor. Thor gets... Uh, he's not worthy for a while, so he can't lift his hammer. Then he can. Gets it off of Coulson. Lifts his hammer. 
goes and kills the bad guys and goes back to Asgard to help his dad and resume his place as the mighty Thor. That's basically what happened. You know what? I used to love Thor. I mm. loved this film. Yeah. Um, just because, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know if you can look at me and see this, but I feel like Chris Hemsworth had quite a big effect on me <laughs> for, my, uh, for my look. Um, purely physique, <laughs> I must say. Um, but yeah, I like I and I think it introduces one of the best characters that Marvel has, not just in Thor but in Loki. Um as well. And yeah, yeah the post credits for this is something to do with Captain America's shield, I believe. Uh them finding it in the ice or something like that. Yes, you're right, you're right. Um it's wild by the way. I so... should be fucking doing the minutes, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, well, well what what we'll do is we'll do some me, some you. Yeah, okay. You what's wild though is Thor and the next one Captain America was twenty eleven, so we're five year no, three years on from Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. That's crazy actually, yeah. That's how long but that's how if you're listening, Warner Brothers, that's how you build something. <laughs> Slowly and with thought. <laughs> And with that thought in mind, film five, Captain America, the first Avenger. Go for it, mate. Captain America, the first Avenger is a banging film. Uh, the Red Skull, you don't see he's red at this point in the film, but he's he's gone over to somewhere, I uh, forget what it is, uh, and there's this big, huge, uh, like, carved thing on the wall, and in that is a little drawer that gets pulled out by this old guy that he nearly beats up uh, that's got the Tesseract in it. Now, the Tesseract is going to be very important later on. I don't want to give too much away right now. Um, Of course, we don't want to spoil anything for two minutes (laughs) down the line. Um, The Tesseract uh, is what... 30 seconds done. Fuck me. It's what the Red Skull's been looking for. uh, It's going to change warfare. Red Skull is part of the Nazi army, but he's like, I'm going to make this science fiction-y and use this cool energy-looking shit. Uh, Then you flip to uh, this is going to take longer than a minute I was about to say you're literally almost up in a minute and you have not once mentioned Captain America yeah, I, was, I was about to go so Steve Rogers Captain America he uh, enlisted in the army with his pal Bucky because they were out with two girls and then decided to go to the army is how I remember it yeah Jenna uh, Coleman was in there was Jenna Coleman in there? yeah she was Bucky's date oh I love Jenna Coleman <laughs> so yeah so they go to the army um Steve Rogers is a, not an arsehole compared to the rest of everyone else. He jumps on a grenade for someone, doesn't get blown up because it's not on. Mm-hmm. Um, then gets picked by uh, Stanley Tucci yep. to go and become a superhero by injecting him with this super soldier serum that he's created. And he goes in, he doesn't die. Uh, everyone else thinks he's going to die, including Peggy Carter, who in an alternative What If universe becomes Captain America instead and uh, Steve Rogers becomes the Hydra Stomper didn't want to spoil the the next film but <laughs> really did want to spoil the series in the second part of this yeah cool carry on um, so I'm dragging the arse out of this mate come on <laughs> so then um, st- stuff happens they end up fighting the Nazis uh, they get the Tesseract and Captain America is Captain America Right, so what you missed out is probably mm-hmm. one of the most important parts of the movie. So they defeat Red Skull, and then they have to get rid of the Tesseract. And how he does that is by mm-hmm. basically downing a plane into mm-hmm. into the Arctic or something like that, and yeah. freezing himself in ice. I actually really like this dynamic, by the now, way, where I half explain yeah. things, you get the rest. Now, because he's a superhero soldier, he can survive being in ice 
and that's sort of the end of it. And he, him and Peggy say they'll meet up for a date, but they they can't because yet. Yeah. Um, also, during this, Bucky died. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, that, that's important. His best pal Bucky <laughs> died in a train, which will come back in a later film. That I don't want to spoil for you. <laughs> so yeah, Steve's in the ice, and then the post-credit scene is seventy years later in the present day, because this was in nineteen forties, which again Liam failed to mention for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I said the Nazis. Everyone knows when the Nazis were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a nice idealistic version of society. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Steve Rogers comes back, uh, comes out of the ice, and there is once again Samuel Jason as Nick Fury, who was seen in the cutscene of Iron Man coming back to say that Captain America, they've got something to do. Is it the end of this one where he gets given the list of the things to look for? Is that the start? That's the start of. I can't. Yeah, that's the start of Winter Soldier. Yeah, and that is that one. Yeah. Um, so next, I love Captain America by the way as well. And a banging film, film. Yeah. it's so good. Uh, I didn't remember it being a, that good a film. Yeah. It was a rewatch that I was just like, Whoa. "Do you want me to do Avengers?" Or? You know what? Take the reins. Okay, go on, go on for Avengers. I'll do Iron Man. 3. Oh, it is the first big crossover film. What all these have built towards is the Avengers, which is where you've got the Hulk now played by Mark Ruffalo and not Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. You've got Thor still played by Chris Evans. Uh, the other Chris playing Captain America and Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. You've got um, Hawkeye, who was introduced in Thor, that we failed to mention, yeah. and Black Widow, who was introduced in Iron Man 2, that Liam failed to mention. <laughs> so basically what happens is Loki, who was in the first Thor, um, comes into S.H.I.E.L.D., nicks the Tesseract that they had at that point, and uh, does away with them. He takes Hawkeye and he takes Eric Selvig, who was in Thor, that we failed to mention as well, <laughs> who's a scientist, basically. Nick decides this is a bit bad, Nick Fury, and grabs a bunch of folk together, super-powered folk, to try and help stop Loki from taking over things and bombing things. So he... Oh, I instantly forgot everything. <laughs> it's, it's wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they all come together. They all have a bit of fisticuffs because they're not all happy with each other. But in the end, they band together, mm-hmm. decide to fight together and stop Loki after he gets them at one point. Brilliant scene with the Black Widow and... Loki where he tells her his entire plan which is what she's akin to be able to get people to do (laughs) then you've got them at their low point where they've all sort of been beaten by Loki a little bit because he blows up the helicarrier that they're on which is a big flying ship Um, they then wind up coming together in New York when Loki has opened a portal and got a bunch of mad aliens to come down and start destroying New York the Avengers then bond together, they have a cool shot where they're in a circle, Black Widow stops the thing going in Black Widow closes the portal Tony Stark gets a nuke uh, that was going to be fired at New York and chucks it up into the sky to destroy the Chitari which is what the aliens are called and uh, the Hulk uh, beats Loki to a little pulp Uh, Thor basically does nothing and and, uh, Captain America Captain America tells some police what to do (laughs) then the end they have some shawarma and at the end we get shown uh, a big purple guy called mm. Thanos yeah. who says oh next time I'll get them or something like that and uh, this is the first big crossover where they all come together do that and yeah the big 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 bad is actually revealed and it's no Loki <laughs> I, I, I love the, the thought that Thanos is just like I, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids and do you not think it's funny <laughs> that like Black Widow Iron Man had big things to do in that mm-hmm. the Hulk had a big thing to do he basically destroys Loki yeah, he also took down whales. Yeah, space the, whales. the other ones just just did a bit of 
bit of fisticuffs and that was just, just delete that yeah <laughs> Hawkeye to be fair inspired a series that's coming later yeah um, so what you failed to mention uh, was, was nothing was uh, Loki's staff oh yeah the a, staff that, that he makes people under his will with so this is how he got Hawkeye and uh, Eric Silver yeah um, to, to come with him because he fucking tricked them in the brain with this mm. staff which they used in the Hulk as well which was pretty was that in this one no don't use it in the Hulk at all no is it no for like getting the Hulk to chase after Black Widow no that's uh, Wanda uh, you're correct but it does tie in yeah um, right and then at the end the staff sort of is we don't know where the staff's gone yeah staff's that will come off. later film 7 Iron Man 3 Iron Man 3 what's brilliant about Iron Man 3 is it is a Christmas film mm. Um, in, in the that's, same that's exactly all what's brilliant about it. <laughs> I actually like watching Iron Man 3 back I thought it was actually a cracking film Shang-Chi redeems it yeah okay right okay so the we'll get to that <laughs> so uh, Iron Man 3 starts off with uh, Iron Man buying Pepper a giant stuffed bear and then people knowing where he lived and sending tons and tons of missiles to his house uh, which blows everything up and he almost dies uh, including all his Iron Man armors almost die um, and it's all the work of the ten rings who come back from the first Iron Man oh. and that's not the last you'll see them either uh, but they're run by this guy called the Mandarin who's played by Ben Kingsley Ben Kingsley that's the one uh, and he's just like oh I'm, I'm going to spread terror across America and uh, unless Iron Man comes to me that's what happens isn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, so Iron Man goes to him uh, there's also this other thing is extremists in this one yeah yeah so there's also this other thing with extremists which is a thing which people become able to make explosions out of themselves and become suicide bombers essentially uh, and but they're also super powered uh, but when all this is going on Iron Man works out that uh, oh no Pepper gets extremists in her yeah and can maybe nearly die from this all the Iron Man suits come into this massive fight. I'm skipping a lot of this. All these Iron Man suits come into this massive fight. Um, everyone's fighting each other. It's really fucking cool. Um, and then it turns out that the Mandarin's a false flag for someone else. And the the guy... Is this the one with the guy that we mentioned for Iron Man 2? No. Did we get them mixed up? Which guy? I forgot what he's called. There's someone that's like doing the extremist stuff that's like paying Ben Kingsley to be the that's oh, in Mandarin. Chi. Yeah, that's yeah. in Chang. That's that's later on. The guy Adrian Killen who play who pays off Ben Kingsley to pretend to be the Mandarin mm-hmm. is like revealed to be the actual Mandarin, but he's not actually the Mandarin. He's just mm-hmm. a bloke who's got the extremist thing which makes him blow up. Yeah, uh, and then he gets beat down by all the Iron Man suits. Yeah, which is fucking wild. Uh, and then at the end, um, Iron Man works out how to make that not kill you and heals you which means that the blood poisoning that we've never mentioned uh, that he gets from the shrapnel in his heart when he got blown up at the first Iron Man uh, no longer is going to kill him yeah happy ending I don't remember what the post credit scene for this film is neither do I uh, uh, Rhodey still played by Don Cheadle in this one doesn't die mm. that's everything you missed out it's a shit film I... it's not a shit film no, it's I just don't... not the best one I think it's better than you remember. Mm. Judging by my memory, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Film 8. Thor- so this is part of Phase 2. 
of Marvel, which sort of mm-hmm. goes for a few sequels, and a few of them don't matter that much. Yeah. I want to say like they're just sort of there to fill up contracts. No, it's just Thor. Thor: The Dark World is there because it introduced the Ether, which is a mad sort of red wavy thing that uh, is like this mad powerful thing. And they go and uh, Jane Foster, who's Natalie Portman, goes and like has a look at it. Where pals, who's uh, Darcy, played by Kat Jennings, and their other pal, who doesn't matter. Uh, they go and see it. Jane gets ill. She gets it in her. Thor comes back, looks after her, takes her to Asgard. Thor's mum dies. And uh, the ninth doctor, Christopher Eccleston, plays a mad elf who tries to kill everyone and take this power for himself. Yeah. Um, Thor stops him. Uh, but his, but his mum dies. Uh, he stops him by using his hammer, probably. Yeah. And some of his power. Mm. Um very little else matters from that film. No. So, it's not the hammer, it's the big ship comes down on them. Oh, the big ship, yeah. He kills them with a big ship. Because all the planes of existence are all aligning and it's called something. Uh, yeah. Because you've got the rings that are just yeah, 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 yeah. What does matter from this film is that Loki has a bit of a uh, redemption. He goes to mm-hmm. help Thor and then... Because his mum made him feel bad. Because his mum made him feel bad, which happens to all of us. Uh, he dies... He gets stabbed, and then the big post-credit scene is Odin sitting on the throne, and mm-hmm. it turns out it's Loki. So Loki's not dead; he's now the king of Asgard. And if you wait just a second, in about fifteen movies, that comes back. Film nine: Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Wait, I've never seen this one. What? What, what happens? You ever seen this? No. You're doing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so, Captain America Winter Soldier. Captain America's unfrozen. He's getting, he gets given a list of things that he needs to catch up on, which includes Star Wars and shit, and Doctor yeah. Who, I'm thinking, uh, I believe, in the mm-hmm. UK version. Mm-hmm. He meets Sam. The... Bucky turns up again. <laughs> He's now the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Brilliant bit, by the way, when I was watching this back with Luke. Um, you don't actually see Winter Soldier's face. It's very yeah. hard to tell now. He's got he's got long dark hair, uh, and he's fighting um, Captain America and Black Widow. Oh my god! The start of the film on the boat is a fucking great yeah. sequence, yeah. Uh, which I should have started with. Um, but yeah, some brutal fighting on that mm-hmm. is great. Uh, the shield goes fucking flying and knocks a guy off the ship. Very cool. Um, but then we jump back to Bucky. <laughs> he he's a, he's a he got given super serum soldier shit super serum soldier shit and you heard it here first and a, a, a new prosthetic arm because he was yeah. blown up on that train yeah. but he's alive again he doesn't remember anything because Hydra who I don't think we actually named them back in Captain no America. but they're the baddies in Captain America that's the organisation that's the baddies yeah um, the oh shit yeah the Red Skull gets taken into the Tesseract Oh, that's what happens. That that'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and they spend their whole time trying to convince Bucky that he's Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you missed was the basic plot of the film. Uh, basically, Shield, which is the organization that recruited the Avengers, 
who Nick Fury is the head of, they have been infiltrated by Hydra and it turns out that half of them are bad. Hydra tries to take over and Captain America fights against them with Black Widow, uh, played again by the insatiable Scarlett Johansson, who's a fantastic actress. And uh, I lost my train of thought. There, there's also the guy from How I Met Your Mother plays Crossbones, who's never named as Crossbones. Yeah, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Um, he uh, fights Captain America in a lift with a bunch of other guys, and which Captain America cool. wins. Yeah, and he can do it all day, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Captain America walks away. Shields dismantled because it's all Hydra now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a bit worried. Captain America saves Buck, uh, fights Bucky. Then Bucky saves Captain America and runs away to be seen later. Uh, Nick Fury gets killed, but then comes back and he's basically fine. And <laughs> Peggy Carter, who was in the first one, her niece Sharon Carter shows up and pulls Captain America. Yeah, which is a bit weird because Captain America and Peggy Carter had a thing yeah. back in the forties, and then have a thing later on again. Yeah. So uh, spoilers! Oh my goodness! Oh, and she so dies sorry. as well. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, Peggy Carter does die in this one, but it's fine. And that's basically the Winter Soldier. I think that's the most apt version of the Winter Soldier. <laughs> the next film is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mr. James Gunn comes in and does something that is not related to anything so far. Mm. It's basically a bunch of a ragtag group of people from different worlds uh, find a orb. Uh, well, no, that's not how it starts. Chris Pratt dances, finds an orb. The orb gets nicked off him by a couple of people, including Gamora, Rocket Raccoon, Groot. Get, gets they get, nicked off from him. Get nicked off from him, nice. <laughs> uh, they all wind up going to prison. Uh, they meet Drax, who is Dave Bautista. Uh, they break out of prison. They have a fight with Ronan, who is the big bad, um, who has his henchman Nebula. Nebula and Gamora are Thanos' daughters. Uh, big purple guy yeah big purple guy Uh, they all fight over this orb turns out it's a big stone that's very powerful which might come back Uh, and then Ronan gets the stone he tries to destroy things the Guardians of the Galaxy beat him with a dance off Mm -hmm. and grab the stone together it's all very emotional Groot dies helping them but then a little baby Groot comes up at the end which is lovely and is one of the funniest things in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and that's the plot in a nutshell yep Um, I don't think you actually really missed out anything there the soundtrack's fucking amazing for that film oh yeah Gunny brings a good soundtrack Um, also Groot is played by in the three the three most audible lines that he's ever said in a film <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's not related yet but they do come into stuff later oh, on there's also the collector oh the collector Benico Del Toro yeah uh, who is collecting some infinity stones uh, which is what that powerful stone's called along with the uh, red goopy stuff that was in Jane and Thor mm-hmm. too which I should have mentioned in that. Yeah. Next film. Age of Ultron, the second Avengers film, the big group ones again. So uh, basically in this, what happens is Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, who's the Hulk, uh, I don't think we mentioned his name either. Um, we did. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, they decide, or well, Tony Stark decides and asks Bruce to help him make a super Iron Man thing that is half living out of a stone that they found inside Loki's staff. Oh, it's come back. 
Oh, another stone. Yeah, the mind stone. Um, they yeah they they make um a body and they use Jarvis as an idea to make a human consciousness out of an AI. Now, for those of you who don't know who Jarvis is, because we've never mentioned it, that's the thing that speaks to Tony in his suit. Uh, played by Paul Bettany. Yeah. All the way through from Iron Man 1. Yeah, the only one left from Iron Man 1. Mm. Um, so they... Apart make, from Samuel Jackson. They, they make this body, they, they have Jarvis, he's ready to go in, but then the stone comes out with his own personality uh, called Ultron. Ultron takes over some something... Uh, and then starts building more copies of himself because he's just like, you know what, you made me protect humanity and the only way to protect humanity is to kill humanity because they can't protect themselves and mm. they're all shit. As Ultron and Pinocchio both said, there are no strings on me. Mm. I did actually quote that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he sings it. Ultron is played by James Spader, who you might know from uh, one of the shit office seasons. Um, <laughs> he doesn't do a good job in this either. Um, I love James Spader. He's just poorly cast sometimes. Yeah, I quite liked him in The Office. Um, debatable. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, they they have this massive fight. Very cool action scenes in this again. At the start of this film as well, they have a very very cool slow motion yeah, shot. Yeah. All the Avengers coming in. They do a similar shot at the end, but it's everyone like protecting each other. Um, in this. The Mind Stone comes from the Locust Staff, as we said, but it is used to uh, get these two people, uh, one of which is Scarlet Witch, and the other one is... Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Pietro and Wanda Maximo. That's the ones uh, who basically have, uh, when they were younger, were trapped under a building and saw a bomb that had blown up one of the buildings. Uh, and it had Tony Stark's name on it so they're just like oh Tony Stark must die as everyone does because you know as a weapons dealer he made a lot of enemies um, turns out they're actually nice Quicksilver dies uh, Wanda's very upset uh, and the Ultron lifts Sokovia which, which is where they're from up into the air it's going to drop it down on the earth which would destroy the entire earth but uh, they, they save the day um, although everyone in Sokovia is pretty pissed off which leads into further complications that will come mm. up soon what you missed mm-hmm. the couple of things uh, one at one point they uh, have to run away because Ultron's getting a bit doo-alley mm-hmm. uh, and they go to um, they go to Hawkeye's ranch where we meet his wife and children mm-hmm. so he's Velma. got a wee family Velma or um, Liz Cardellini is she mm-hmm. uh, Linda Cardellini sorry sorry Liz not you <laughs> and uh, during the time of the ranch uh, Iron Man and Captain America have a little bit of a tiff yeah. they're not too happy with each other which might come back uh, in part two of this when we try and explain more films <laughs> <laughs> and yeah they do a big thing they win, Thor gets back mad visions and runs away, Bruce Banner's Hulk uh, goes a bit mad at one point gets possessed by Scarlet Witch yeah. goes a bit mad starts killing folk and running about mental Tony stops him but uh, the Hulk flies away in a big jet oh yeah he uses his Hulk smasher shit yeah 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 and there is I don't think that I think everything else is fine basically yeah <laughs> everything is <laughs> lovely after that um, yeah Wanda and Quicksilver that stuff cool uh, yeah the end credit scene of this mm-hmm. is 
when Thanos finds the Infinity Gauntlet, which is used a big glove which has six holes in it for yeah. some stones that we might have mentioned earlier. Um, bit of a bit of a fake out that one. Uh, it turns out, but yeah, you know, luckily it, all the same. It, that that Infinity Glove actually showed up in a previous one I don't know if it was Dark World or the first Thor but it was one of the Thor- Thors and it was in the uh, Odin's Vault mm. but the one in Odin's Vault was a fake Oh, the final film uh, that we're going to speak on this episode is Ant-Man which you have to say like that apparently mm-hmm. uh, Ant-Man is a, a heist film where Paul Rudd plays a bloke who can get smaller. Uh, the, he gets the stuff that he can get smaller, which is called Pym Particles, from a guy called Hank Pym, who's played by Michael Douglas. Um, there's a bad guy in it. Yeah. <laughs> played by Corey Stroll, yeah. who is Yellow Hammer. Uh, yellow Jacket, not Yellow Hammer. That's a, a hammer that's yellow, not a jacket. Um, yellow they basically, Jacket, Yellow Jacket, Yellow Jacket. <laughs> Yeah, they do a bit of a heist to try and get the pin particles from someone, and they uh, win in the end. Yeah, it's it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Uh, the uh, Paul Rudd's pal is funny and explains things very quickly. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah, that's it. And I. Uh, the end credit sequence you've got Paul Rudd's pal uh, or love interest during it who is uh, Evangeline Lilly uh, sees a wee suit that her mum had who's been lost indeed or did as we think and uh, yeah they find a wee thing and Evangeline Lilly becomes uh, the wasp which shows up in a later one Mm -hmm. and the big thing to remember is Paul Rudd plays someone called Ant-Man who can shrink and control ants well of course which comes up uh, infrequently out of his own films <laughs> so if any of that made sense I apologise <laughs> if any of that was decent I don't think it was uh, that was the first two phases of Marvel films and I think you don't need to watch them now personally <laughs> sorry Disney Plus you're going to lose at least five subscriptions from this <laughs> none of them will be me because I clearly need to watch these all again. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Thank very much. And as we always say on the podcast, you're always a breath away from death. It's a good sign off. I really like it. I can't find my mouse. Where is it? <laughs> oh, there it is. Squish, squeak. Oh! <laughs> good night, everybody. Bye. Skish, skish, belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>